Hi guys, today we'll be talking to Armando. He's a serial entrepreneur and he's someone who has invested into more than 150 companies. He sold his last company, Adespresso, to Hootsuite. He's someone who got into fund startups twice. I personally don't know anybody who got into fund startups twice. He's a smart guy. Someone who doesn't bullshit and is extremely helpful to founders. He's currently the co-founder of a company named Breadcrumbs. Let's hear it from him. Armando, thank you for taking the time out. I really appreciate it. What is Bread, Breadcrumbs all about? So the, the idea behind Breadcrumbs is to surface your upsell opportunities. Breadcrumbs analyzes customer and prospect data to identify hidden revenue. With Recrums, teams find the best prospects, identify every upsell, and catch customers before they churn. Okay. It's typically, is it a lead generation or a lead segmentization platform? Yeah, at the, at the core, it's a flywheel scoring engine, uh, which is dynamic and it's time-based, which is uh, one of the biggest differentiations with what exists out there. One of the things about this is that if you think about lead scoring or, or scoring in general, it's kind of a basic bare bone feature available in every um, technology solution. It's always kind of just barely good enough and not really doing uh, what you should in a sophisticated way. Uh, or otherwise, uh, if you think about point solutions like Infer or Mad Kudu, which exist out there, mostly black boxes or machine learning first type of models which never really work because no one ever trusted really a black black box ever okay can you exp uh, elaborate more how different is it from the regular black box lead generation system is it the algorithms the idea is that instead of being a black box it's a, or a machine driven it's a machine assisted and the concept is of a white box type of concept where you design your own models and there is data that feeds into that. You can plug into your different type of repositories. If you think about a marketing automation solution, if you think about the CRM, if you think about product engagement, pieces of information around your customers are in each and every one of these tech stacks. But those technology solutions don't really talk to each other. And so you never really know, as an example, if a prospect visited your website uh, and specifically your pricing page three times last week, that's a high signal of some kind of engagement slash intent that you would want to know and you would want to act on it. And that's very hard uh, nowadays without something like breadcrumbs. Another example is more ABM-related, account-based marketing-related, someone visiting um your website same company one person activating a trial a second person engaging with a piece of content and a third person converting from trial to paid all in the same month this is also hard to know right because one piece of information is in your marketing automation solution one piece of information is on your crm one piece of information is on your product engagement solution and so we connect the dots there and we enable companies to surface those insights in a timely manner and execute on them. Now, when it comes to clients, I'm assuming the majority of the clients with a lot of data. Yeah. Go ahead. Like one of the interesting things is that companies have been optimizing for you know data a lot. 
so far, the more data, the merrier. But if you think about all the data that you can have versus the data that is actually useful and relevant, most companies have that already. And so they tend to over-optimize for, let me get more data, let me get more infrastructure, let me get more information in there. But at the end of the day, the information that does move the needle when it comes to revenue objectives is maybe like 5%. And so one of the things that we advocate for and we enable with breadcrumbs is getting started with the data you have or getting to a point where there's this concept that we call minimum viable relevant data set and get started with that so that you can get some value and you can focus on you know converting or upselling your customers. Okay. All right. So what I really understand from what you're trying to say is that you have a better way of cust- customer lead scoring and segmentization of those particular leads so that you can focus on targeting the right people with the right marketing campaigns. Correct. And also your sales team, right? It's not only marketing campaigns. If someone is a high fit in terms of the customer profile that you're looking for and it's highly engaged, at that point in time, you might want to pass that opportunity to sales for them to engage with this uh, opportunity and convert. Or if you see that someone, as an example, an existing customer is reducing the engagement in product over time and is engaging more with support, that might be for customer success to do something about it. And so like this engine of surfacing the right information in the right context at the right time uh, is really a lot of work. Uh, And most companies tend to postpone this as late as possible because of this. But it's also extremely valuable. And so the idea with breadcrumbs is can we reduce the friction of putting that in place so that companies can get the value or most of the value out of it without doing most of the work. Who would be using uh, your system? In the, I understand it's an enterprise sale and in-depth companies would be using, but I'm assuming the marketing and the sales teams would be yeah. using your software a lot? Teams, if you think about RevOps or marketing sales ops, those are all uh, people that care about the revenue, that care about maximizing revenue and optimizing efficiency. And so in that sense, that is something for them. All right. Um, But don't you think adaptability is going to be an issue? How much time do you think will they take to understand what's happening? They need to have some knowledge of data modeling and data analysis before they could use your system. Or is it No. So one of the things about programs that we are going for is like removing all the complexity that is tied to that. And so that modeling building, as an example with programs, once that you have plugged into your CRM and marketing information solution, we let you know, and you think that a certain type of information is particularly relevant for your model, uh, we surface what's the data completeness within that. So some people think that, hey, I don't know, this type of information uh, is is very useful. But then when you look into their database, only 17% of the fields are filled up. And so that's not really useful in that sense. Or another thing that we do with breadcrumbs, we allow some kind of hierarchy of fields because the observation there is that no company has a perfect data infrastructure. No company has a perfectly fresh data set, 
right? It's always messier than most people think and realize. And uh, there is always this tension of, hey, I, I need to have a perfect data infrastructure before starting to think about this. But that's, uh, you know, pie in the sky type of thinking because as company, as the company grows, the problem changes. And so the perfect data infrastructure is never going to really happen ever. And so in that sense, like one of the things that we are advocating is, hey, get started with what you have, get some of the value and then improve over and activate that feedback loop, prove that you can actually accelerate revenue and do a better job there so that you can get to, you can graduate to that next stage. And so back to your question, it does require some knowledge of that. Although one of the things that we are working hard on is what's the lowest possible amount of knowledge that you need to get started. And can we solve the gap through technology instead of, you know, having to hire very expensive resources for that? So ultimately, your system would replace majority of the data analysis guys. Yes, but also more than eliminating, eliminating it, if we think about more as like giving them superpowers. If you think about data specifically within companies, most companies think about getting more data or and then where the data sits and then how it transforms the data and then how you protect the data, right? And then there is another element which most companies are not thinking about. Even once that you get to that point and you did a great job there, it's still a cost center unless you actually connect with this with action and revenue. And so what we focus on with breadcrumbs is once that you've done all this work, actioning the data is the next logical step that you need to think about and put in place to actually get any kind of meaningful results from an operational and growth perspective. Or otherwise, you did all this work and you built all this infrastructure and you have now like a perfectly secure, updated, fresh, organized uh, data. So what? Thank you for explaining exactly what your current company, what you do. Now, people focus on the wrong metrics. Right. People, example, now at breadcrumbs, right? I'm sure uh, you've raised funds, your seed funding of yeah. more than $4 million. Yeah. And uh, uh, now, what is the metrics that you guys are focusing on? And the, and the metrics that you focused prior to your funds raise was, mm-hmm. I'm sure, quite different compared to what it is now. Probably you must be in a growth phase right now, or maybe yeah. not. It's you, a good you question. Are. So the, the key core metric changes depending on the stage you are at. And we are still relatively early regardless of the round that we did. We are a team of 20, just a, a handful of, of customers because it's more of a commercial play. And so what we are focusing on is on one side, the revenue, yeah, sure, and growth, absolutely. On the other side, it's also about validating the value exchange and getting customers, like how you streamline the aha moment, which is the moment where customers realize that, oh, this is actually interesting for me. Why did I, did I not do this before? And getting there as fast as possible. And so... How do you build that funnel and how do you remove the friction that goes from discovering that something like breadcrumbs exists and signing up and getting connecting your data sources and getting to that 
model creation surfacing of revenue opportunities as effectively as possible. Eventually, it does translate into revenue. The issue with revenue is that it's a very lagging indicator. It's, you know, very bottom of the funnel. And so focusing too much on that, you lose all the things that come before. You're trying to tell me that you lose perspective of the other metrics while focusing on that revenue. Am I right? Ish, yes. But you have to be conscious about not only looking for revenue too much uh, because again revenue is important and it's uh, the ultimate proof of value but it's a lagging indicator so it does happen very late in the in the relationship with you know the opportunity the the trial the customer can we generalize it every company and specifically depending on the business model and depending on the stage should optimize for different things. Right. Also, different companies at different stages are solving different parts of the problem. Very early stage, if you're a SaaS business or if you're a you know, uh, B2C or D2C or marketplace company or crypto or you know, biotech company, you're thinking about different things in different ways. And then as the company grows and mature, you're validating different parts of the value chain as well. So, like, companies should change their main focus and KPI as they solve one problem and move to the other. Hey, thank you for explaining what your company does, man. Really insightful. Moving on. Dude, you've invested into more than 150 startups. What is the one thing that you're always looking for? How do startups get your attention? Well, growth, I look for that. Assume knowing revenue is a very lagging indicator. I'm looking for um, $350 to $100 million of revenue for things to be exciting to me because that implies that you solved all the issues and the problems and the steps that are needed to get there. Are looking for different things and there might be or different investors are maybe looking for different things there might be people that are more excited about specific spaces or the expertise of the team or looking at a product or more from a technology perspective and do, do you generally take the lead or do you follow no I, I mean I, I don't take it just as an injured investor Hey, I've heard certain people do a lot of tech due diligence where they go and check the code base, if the quality of the code is great. Do you do something like that at early stage? Things are mostly not perfect. Most of the times, uh, they're actually kind of duct tape, barely working most of the times. And uh, that's normal. And that is okay as long as there is a customer base which is growing not only existing but growing and so that's why i look for a slightly later stage compared to most because if you are servicing customers and if you're generating revenue and if those are have been growing over the past quarter or so that implies that you have a like a baseline product that works that implies that there is a baseline go-to-market that works Right, uh, and so you need to focus too much on those things. You just have to understand those things, uh, and you can assume that those are good enough for now. 
Armando, thank you for your time. Absolutely. Uh, and best of luck with everything. Thank you for having me. Guys, this was in part of conversation. Armando and I were just catching up and he seemed to have some time and that resulted in this podcast. Anyways, guys, do read the book named the sales acceleration formula it's written by mark roberge who used to be the chief revenue officer at hootsuite you'll find a lot of correlation between what mark has written in his book and what armando is trying to say in this podcast this is my opinion uh, do let me know what do you think thank you